In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. This is not Paul Brown. Paul Brown is somewhere. London, Ukraine, Ukraine, Poland, Poland, Dubai, Portugal. It, honestly, for all of our older listeners out there, there was a show on back in the day called Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? We basically can play that show here. Where in the world is Paul Brown? Paul Brown's not here, but I do have another man from across the pond, Jack Duffin, fresh off his eclipsing of 5,000 Twitter followers. How do you feel, Jack? It's mad. Um, thanks for everyone that does follow me. Legit, thank you. Because uh, I was uh, about... 4,850 um, about 24 hours ago and I say to the missus I'm like I think by the end of the month I might just make um, 5,000 I said that that's sort of my goal to work towards because like the last 18 months before the turn of the year I've been on like 4,200 forever and um, then yeah it's at like 5,050 now it keeps going up and legit, no, thank you for everyone that follows me. Um, love interacting with people. Um, and yeah, I'm just putting out good content. Absolutely. I will say you're trailing. You're, you're, you're now second most in this podcast, even though you've been second most for the longest time. Paul, clearly ahead of you. You're chasing him down. Meanwhile, he's taking summers off. You're putting out draft content, RAS content. You're putting out just basically all the content. I was actually at a, an event earlier where a guy who I talked to a month ago, I told him we had a podcast, listened to it, was talking to me today. He's like, hey, man, I caught a couple of your positional breakdowns. I think you and Jack, man, you guys are some pretty smart guys. And I was like, well, thank you so much. So there it is. He didn't mention anything about Paul, so he must have not caught one of Paul's eaters. So he didn't listen to the special team show. That's just right. <laughs> what are you talking about? Paul's out there, you know, rubbing elbows with Zane and Greg Joseph now and everything. He's just a legend. He's a man of the kickers. Kickers I'm love you, Paul Brown. I started warming up my leg. I started warming up my leg so I can demolish him in our bet. But some, some people want to chat about some like num, some number 12 coming back, but we're not interested in that. So put that on the back burner. We're not a uh, Tom Brady podcast. Who is Tom Brady? Uh, who, he's, who knows? he's back. Some weirdo Longest that eats avocado lo- ice cream. Here's a question. What was longer, Kim Kardashian's marriages or Tom Brady's <laughs> retirement? Ooh, spicy. So uh, just, just keep working harder, everyone. Just keep working harder. And you can be the billionaire too, as long as you have a sex date. So we're a little bit late on the uh, Amari uh, Cooper news. Um, I nearly said Austin Hooper again. Um, on the Amari Cooper news, uh, I was went off to watch Batman. So... Uh, that, that's why we're late. I apologize, guys. Um, I was at a six-year-old's birthday party, so it was one of those things where the news popped up, and I kid you not, Jack, I log on to go, like, trying to look at some of the details of it, and I see, like, three different Browns Twitter spaces all talking about Amari Cooper. So, listen, at the end of the day, 
the breaking news aspect, I think we have enough of a following now where people will tune in to listen to our content, our opinions, our thoughts on the deal. They don't need to be the first ones to hear the news because you follow all the same accounts we do. So you hear about the news pretty much the same time we do. We just may have different opinions on it. Yeah. And so we'll get into the money and everything afterwards, but I want to just touch on first. It's a, it's a fifth round pick. We swatched sixes, but we've traded a fifth round pick for him. Um, and it's one where, is it ideal, the cost, everything? No, not ideal. But what I just want to run through is sort of what were the options of wide receiver one on the depth chart? And that's really important. People hear wide receiver one and go, oh, he's not Devonta Adams. I'm not talking about wide receiver one in terms of, is he one of the like 10 wide receiver ones in the NFL. I'm talking in terms of who is going to be our best wide receiver going into lot next year. You had the choice of Jarvis Landry on 16 million for one year. DPJ as wide receiver one. That's not good luck, guys. It didn't work <laughs> last year. Um, Alan Robinson, potentially you could have offered 40 million over two years. Um, but obviously he could have turned it down. And guys, I know teams aren't meant to be speaking to players yet. I'm sure they've reached out and spoken um, already. And then you've got Amari Cooper. They can trade for him. Yes, a lot of money, 20 million one year, but it's only one year they're guaranteed and they have to pay it for. And that for me is is the lesser of all the evils. Um, They're the four routes for me. Obviously, you could have paid Christian Kirk or Shark like 30 million for two years, but... Out, out of those six, that's six options, Ian. What do you make of it? And where where does uh, Cooper come in the option of six? Well, here's what it was. And I was pretty outward on Twitter in terms of my initial thoughts in obtaining Amari Cooper. I Listen, when we say wide receiver one, we're not talking about, to Jack's point, the top 10 fantasy wide receivers, right? We're talking about there's 32 teams in the NFL, Okay. Each one of those teams has a guy who gets the most targets on the team. In Dallas, you had Amari Cooper. You have C.D. Lamb. You also have Dalton Schultz that's getting a ton of targets. So there's a lot of targets to go around. And they just bring in another receiver who fills in his spot. Well, the Browns didn't have that. To Jack just mentioned, it was Jarvis Landry or Bupkis. Mike Williams, we talked about two months ago. And I looked at it and I just said, Jack, I, why would they let him go? And you kind of looked at it and goes, yeah, you're right. This makes absolutely no sense. Mike Williams, not on the market. Godwin was one. You thought, eh, maybe. Obviously, this was before Brady comes back, so Godwin goes away. And you're starting to look at it and go, well, we talked about this kind of going through our positional breakdowns. Good teams don't let good players get to free agency. With nowadays, with all of the alternatives and revenue ways that you can push money, and the only way you're going to get good players is if the team they're on is going to the crapper or you draft them. So when you start looking at it, when the initial reports came out about Amari Cooper, I probably thought he was fifth or sixth on that list, mainly though, because of what we talked about, the contract and the fact that people were talking about giving up a top 100 pick for him. And I just said, Amari Cooper is no longer a top 10 receiver in terms of what he does in the NFL. And listen, I know a lot of people can go to the statistics and say he's seventh, eighth and ninth, but let's be honest. There's about 10 other guys you'd probably take. But when the pick comes out that we're giving up 191 or one, I'm sorry, 144, and then we're moving from 191 to 201, I I don't hate it. 
I would really love for them to kind of, because obviously we're over the salary cap now, I would love for them to kind of move some of that money. So if we're paying them, say, $12 million this year, or $8 million this year, you know, however the different money breaks out, I'm fine with that. But it also kind of in our free agency thing, we talked about the signing of Allen Robinson. It doesn't close the door on them going at pick 13 with a wide receiver. It doesn't close the door on them for going at pick 44 with a wide receiver. It doesn't close any doors. It just gives you another option. And who knows? Maybe Jarvis Landry looks at it and says, well, hey, now that I'm not the primary receiving target and I realize that the market for me may be drier than I think, maybe he comes back. So I think this move could have some trickle-down transactions, so to say, that come with the move. Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm with you on the trade um, compensation because if it was a third, I'm like, right, a third's a role player that could potentially become a starter. Um, no guarantee the dude's going to be a starter. Could it have a solid sort of stint like Tacky Tacky, for example. Good third round pick. Um, when you're talking about a fifth, I, d- I don't really care um, as much. It's sort of the that- early stage of it's a nice pick to have, but it's not changing your franchise. You're talking about a Richard LeCount. You're talking about a Mac Wilson. You know, these are the type of guys that are taken in the fifth round. You're talking about guys that maybe went to big programs that you hopefully can start off on special teams that take two, three, four years to develop. If you're telling me, I mean, based on what we traded to get Odell Beckham versus now what we traded to get Amari Cooper. And listen, this is a trend we've seen with wide receivers that take these big contracts. So just remember, guys in the NFL, when you pay big money to these players, you know, the Khalil Max and stuff, it makes you more susceptible to trade because you're harder to keep on a roster. You know, I know we look at Khalil Mack, Mack going to the Chargers and we think, oh my God, this is the most fearsome duo in the league. But if you talk to Bears fans, they'll tell you, He's not been playing like a $20 million defender in the last two years. So once you take on these big $100 million contracts, Amari Cooper, this is why teams just say, you know what? It's impossible. Jack, you've said this hundreds of times. You're paying, for, you're paying guys for future potential off of past success, and it's very difficult to perform at a $100 million a, or contract at a wide receiver position. It just is. Yeah, it's it's like if you pay Patrick Mahomes thirty million a year, he is the best player in the NFL. If you pay Patrick Mahomes one hundred and fifty million a year, he's potentially one of the worst players in the NFL because the rest of that roster, fifty two other dudes, have to t- split fifty million between them. You would have no team. So it's all about that opportunity cost of like. It's not just about the player you trade for contracts. And why was Cooper on the market? He's not on the market because he's a bad player. They've just gone in Dallas and gone, hey, is he worth 20 million a year? No. And I I don't think any real Browns fan is going to dispute that. They've got Michael Gallup that they'd really like to keep around. So they've just signed him to a five-year, 12.5 million a year deal, which just keeps them a, a really nice number two. Andrew Berry sequencing right here. They've got the cheap CD lamb and they pair him with the sort of expensive wide receiver two in Gallup. And that gives them a really nice tandem that they can feel they can go forward with for the next five years. Um, And that's what it's about. Um, And that's sort of why he's on the market and why we're able to go after him. And they didn't want to take the risk of him hitting because if we didn't trade for him and someone else didn't trade for him, he becomes a free agent, could sign for anyone. He's then going to have two, maybe three years guaranteed money in his deal. And then that's a, that's a whole different scenario. Um, 
because for me, this is a one-year deal for Amari Cooper. The same way I told you guys a year ago, Jadavian Clowney, he's not coming back for a second year. There's no real route there unless Clowney sort of got injured and then didn't play for half the season where he signs another deal. Cooper, it feels like a one-year deal. Would you sort of agree with that, Ian? Yeah, I think, honestly, if you would have gave the Cowboys truth serum, they never expected CeeDee Lamb to follow them in that draft. So after they paid Amari Cooper the money, I have no doubt that though they looked at it and said, we've got CeeDee Lamb now for five years. He's now going into his third year. That is synced up when the, the, um, the Amari Cooper contract was signed. So they're like, all right, we've just finished the second year of this contract. We can get out of it, but you know what? we can just move on. Let's get something because let's be honest next year, they were just going to cut him because there was no, they'd be in the Jarvis Landry. Position. They were cutting him this year. So there was, there was yeah, no guarantees. They, well, and they looked at it though, when they signed it and they said, this is a realistically a three-year deal. So we're not going to run this more than the 60 million. We're going to pay him. And you're right. They looked at it and said, all right, we got to get out of this. You know, we got a couple guys we want to bring in. We're just going to rather roll with Gallup and these guys. And let's be honest, Jack, the reason, the reason that the Amari Cooper deal had to make is because not because of any wide receivers is because of their running back. I think Zeke's what 18 something million this year. It's insane. So they got to dig out from that. And that's the problem is, is they basically have said for us to keep Zeke on, he's our only running back, not named Tony Pollard, your guy. Uh, but the problem is you got to trip for the wide receiver room opportunity costs. How many times do we say it? If you want to get this guy, that means you can't have this guy. And all those Cowboys fans clamored for that Zeke contract. And, well, it cost you Mari Cooper. So um, the next guy I want to touch on is Jarvis Landry because I've heard lots of people saying, oh, they're going to rework his deal. He's going to take a pay cut. It was interesting that as soon as they traded for Cooper, ESPN report came out, the Browns have now given permission to Jarvis Landry's agent to seek a trade. If you're really committed to keeping somebody – you aren't doing that. So for me, I think 95% chance he's moved. Um, does Andrew Berry find a trade? I highly doubt it, but never say never. Um, I think he is going to be on the market sometime in the next three days. The only thing I would say is if Jarvis Landry, because there's been open, I mean, this isn't anything secret. There's been open conversations between the Browns and Jarvis Landry's people saying, listen, We'll have you back, but we're going to have you back at this specific number. Andrew Barry has given his agent and said, this is what we're willing to do with Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry's agent does not like that. So the second that trade goes down was probably the Browns going to them and saying, listen, we're going to try to make this deal. If we make this deal, you can go ahead and tell people and open up your market. We don't have a problem with it. However, what if the market comes back that the agent goes out? Because when they say seeks trade, they mean, seek how much money he's going to get in free agency. Let's, let's yep. not conflate the two. They're not calling to ask the Patriots, how much are you willing to give the Browns in draft capital? They're willing, they're asking, Hey, if Jarvis Landry was a free agent, would you pay him X? Would you pay him Y? Uh, and then, then what happens is the team says, all right, well, yes, you'd pay him. Well, for you to do that, any chance you'd want to give the Browns the uh, sixth round pick or seventh round pick. So to guarantee his services, because we're going to tell you, XYZ team is going to give him this much money. So he's either going to pick between three teams that are offering 7 million a year, or you can give the Browns a bullshit pick that you don't want. And he can come there for you. That's kind of how that works. But what happens if Jarvis Landry comes back and 
all those offers are like, yeah, we give them 4 million a year, 5 million a year. And the Browns are saying, well, we give them six and a half. I'm just making up numbers, but very well could be that Jarvis Landry goes out there, try to seeking a trade and then comes back to the Browns initial offer and says, you know what? I'll take that. Yep. Could certainly be the case. I, my gut says he's gone. Um, yeah. It's just where I'm at. Yeah. And, and when they talk about the, the door's not closed, the door's not closed because the Browns, I think, told him, go look, see what's out there. And if you don't like what's out there, you're more than welcome to come back. So if that percentage chance is what that door is open. So next up, I want to talk about, obviously, Amari Cooper got paid. He comes with a 20 million um, salary cap hit during the 2022 season. Um, that's the only um, guaranteed uh, money in the deal. So there's 20 million guaranteed and then 20 million non, 20 million non. Um, it doesn't guarantee until the fifth day of the league year, but you're not going to sign um, Cooper and then cut him. So um, the, he's definitely going to get paid that first 20 million. It's not going to take a pay cut, guys. No, no, no player after they're getting traded is going to do that unless you give them a load of money down the line. Um, yeah, potentially, if you want, if you wanted to do a pay cut, what it'd be is you'd say something like, right, we'll give you, rather than 20 million this year and 20 million next year, we'll give you 36 million over two years, make it guaranteed, fully guaranteed deal. They're not going to do that because what they're hoping is one, two rookies that are drafted, DPJ Schwartz, all play really well next year. And then you're going, right, we've paid Cooper the uh, 20 million, we'll move on. Um, we've got all these young studs we're bringing through. What I expect them to do is convert just over 18 million of the base salary for um, Mari Cooper into a signing bonus. And what that will do is effectively, with a June 1st cut next year, make the deal 8 million this year, 6 million dead cap in 2023, and 6 million dead cap in 2024. Um, obviously, they can still keep him next year if they decide actually he is worth 20 million again. But that is what they're going to do. They're just going to take that same 20 million and spread it out over three years because it makes it easier for them to go out and sign free agents. Other guys, they're currently 3 million over the cap once that trade goes through. So they're going to need to have a little bit of money um, here, there, and everywhere. Now, is that something that you think they'll announce sooner rather than later in terms of that? Because you're right, that models kind of the contracts that the Browns have given Hooper and, you know, Conklin and those type of deals. That's just the structure that they've used. So is that something you think they'll announce? Like, because they're not really any rush. Once that 20 million becomes guaranteed on the 20th, it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. Because so that money sitting in his bank account. I think how it will happen is... Um, they'll wait because the, the trade hasn't actually happened yet. Um, the Cowboys, the Browns, both sides could potentially back out of a deal because no trade can be done until the new league year. So that's when the trade will go through 99.99% that no one's going to back out. It just looks bad for both sides. But you don't think Hugh Jackson's facts in the paperwork. <laughs> um, what's going to happen is when that deal goes through, that's when I'd expect them to rework the deal. So, so that would um, be Wednesday at four, Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. four o'clock. Yeah. So, by the way, another little piece of NFL news: the Vikings are deciding to do a little salary cap manipulation by signing our boy Kirk Cousins. So, Kirk Cousins is going to head back to Minnesota. I know a lot of people were talking about that. So, 
35 million for Kirk Cousins. The NFL, uh, we'll have a little Sunday night action here, Jack. Yeah, so uh, that's one that it takes him off the books. Just some other moves they can make because they want to free up some salary cap because they're going to go after free agents. Currently, as we sit today, edge two on the team is none other than Port Augustine. So um, that's stuff that can't stay um, the way it is. Um, so I'm just going to run through all the different options, bar trading Baker and Ward and how much money that creates um, for the team. And this is all the options over 5 million. Not saying we're all going to do all of them. Cut Jarvis Landry is 15 million. Cooper restructure is that 12 and a half million we spoke about in extra space. Um, Hooper post June first cut is nine and a half million. By extending Denzel Ward, they can create about 8.8 million in 2022 cap space. Tretter cut is 8.25 million. Um, a Keenum cut is 7.1 million. An Injoku extension is about 6.9 million. And then a Cream Hunt cut or trade is 6.25 million. Not saying these moves are all going to happen because some people have got upset that I put this is the list of all the moves they can make creating over 5 million of cap space. That's just saying they're all the different options on the table. Um, they're going to have to create some money um, because they'd be breaking the NFL rules if they left the roster the same way it is at the end of the uh, first day of the league year. So something is going to happen between now and then. Obviously, we can know some of them like Case Keenum getting cut is definitely going to happen. Um, but keep an eye out on uh, everything else. Yeah, I, I think this is where you'll start seeing maybe a little savvier side of Andrew Barry because some of the guys he signed it's time to let them go. You know, the Austin Hoopers, the Case Keenum's like that. And listen, I'm not saying that they can't rework Keenum into something where they're adding years. I mean, anything's possible. Look, nobody knows. I mean, you see guys getting signed back here under the gun because a lot of teams want to get these deals done before Monday at, no at noon when the tampering period opens up. So it makes the most sense. And the Browns need to clear a little bit of cap space. There's no doubt about it. So even if we take that Amari Cooper news as it is, we drop it to eight million. You're still only seven million dollars over the salary cap. So they got they got to make some moves, and I think they're going to make them here probably in the next twenty four to forty eight hours. Yep. So uh, keep an eye on a load more stuff happening, guys. Um, we'll bring you another podcast, but follow us on Twitter. Um, where can people find you on Twitter, Ian? At Ian nineteen i a i n nineteen, and I'm at Jack Duffin d u double f i n. Um, as soon as anything happens, we'll be tweeting. Um, love you guys. Thanks so much for your support. And we'll see you again soon. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.